<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. You're listening to the Wellness Her Way podcast. I'm your host, Gracie Norton, and I'm so excited to provide you with a space where you get to shape what wellness feels like to you. Wellness Her Way is where we make a home of our body, mind, and soul instead of jumping on trends for short-term results. We've got one body. We're going to nourish it, love it, respect it, and embrace it through all its forms. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Wellness Her Way. We're hanging out with Sydney Adams today. Sydney is a wellness and lifestyle creator and a certified personal trainer. She goes into detail about her experience with her gut health, eating habits, exercise, and the importance of ritualizing your routines. We finish off the episode talking all about her wedding, so I can't wait for you to hear that. This is such a good conversation, and I'm so excited for you to be a part of it. Let's get into it. If there is one human that represents sunshine, it is Sydney. I feel like when I watch your videos and like when we connected on TikTok, I would watch your videos and I couldn't go without smiling. So like it's always been good vibes and good energy. And you know, when you watch someone, you're like, I feel like we would hit it off right away and be besties. And then when I moved to Florida, I sent you a DM and I was like, oh my gosh, we got to meet up. And then we went on a little wellness walk, got to know each other. And yeah, we hit it off right away. We can meet for a couple hours and we still <laughs> feel like we could talk for another four hours straight without taking a breath. And I know. I felt the same thing about you when I had seen you on social media. I'm like, I feel like we just live very similar lives. Yes. And then we met in person. It's like, yeah, we were meant to end up. To find each other. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. And it was so funny because like after we went on our walk, I posted that picture on my story and people were like, please have her on the podcast. So here we are. My command. Here we are. We've got Sydney with us. And I'm just so excited to chat with you because you me have too. a very similar experience with me in terms of gut health and a very similar approach to wellness. So that's where I kind of want to start with you and just talk about your personal wellness journey. That was one of the first videos that I saw on my For You page of yours was you talking about your gut health. And I know you also had an experience with acne and you were able to heal naturally. Yes. So I want to hear all about it. Talk to me about where you started with your gut health, what your symptoms were, and then when you knew you wanted to make a change. Yeah, absolutely. So I really struggled with acne for years on end. And then going to college, I actually like always thought just it was normal to have stomach issues all the time. Same. I was like, does everyone have this all the time? Like your stomach hurts all the time. Like something doesn't feel right. And I also just felt like my body was fighting against itself in a lot of ways. I never really knew how to express that to a doctor. 
And it ended up being in college. Like my acne was so bad. I would not even want to go out in public. And I finally like heard someone say that they gave up dairy. And that was like, okay, at least have like one thing, trial and error, start doing that. So I tried going without dairy, helped a little bit, of course. But then when it came to gut health, like, you know, it is a needle in a haystack trying to figure out what the heck is going on. So it's you such an really, umbrella term, right? It and it's is. like you're bloating, you're in pain after you eat, but it's so hard to pinpoint what it's coming from. Yes. And then you hear people say like bloating is normal and bloating is this. And it's like bloating consistently in the way that my stomach hurt, like it might be common, but like it's not normal. You do not have to live like that. And I will say now I'm like, I actually don't have stomach aches hardly ever. I feel like acne. I know where it comes from now. If I start to break out, like I just have learned my body over the years. I know I'm kind of jumped around a little bit, but like early on with acne was probably like my biggest thing because it's something surface level and you can see, and it is definitely a way to see that something's going on under like the surface level, like, I guess like your physical kind of shows what's going on. Yes. They say what's inside always comes to the surface. Yes. So I started doing food sensitivity tests. And at this point I've already been, uh, you know, fitness coach and I'm telling all these people, oh, macros and calories and you do this. And like, we work out and we want to hit our steps. But as I learned throughout my fitness journey, I actually was able to help my clients as well realize that it's so much more than that. And like macro friendly, let's say, might have so many artificial sweeteners, might have so many ingredients that we don't even know what we're putting in our body. It's so much different than just doing macros. So as I shifted mine, I was like, okay, we're going to get rid of all of the sugar-free syrups. We're going to, and even the people who have followed me on social media, you have seen a, a very drastic change in the way that I've eaten over the years. And it's like learning that um, the more important thing is actually eating as many whole foods as possible. And like knowing what you're putting in your body is so much more than just like staying in a calorie deficit. And yes. And like, actually you can ditch the idea of like the physical changes and focus on how you're going to feel and focus on what you're putting in your body and the physical change will come. But that whole mindset change changed everything with like my gut health because it's less of like an extreme mindset, I guess. Yeah. I did a lot of the yo-yo, I don't want to say dieting, but I just tried a lot of the different trends in college. I tried keto and I tried paleo. And it was almost just like this moment of, and then that time, you know, you find the sugar-free alternatives and you're kind of focusing on the wrong things. And then when you go back to Whole Foods, it really does feel so much better. Like it's insane how much better your body feels. Absolutely. And I always remember saying, I feel like I'm running myself into the ground at all times and I'm tired all the time and fatigued. And I honestly felt like inflamed. Like I felt Mm. like my body was just puffy and water retention, all the things. So Obviously, those are like a million different symptoms that just showed me I needed to advocate for myself a little bit more. And so you go to all these different specialists. You go to a dermatologist, you go to yeah. your primary doctor, you go to your gynecologist, and like you're telling Can them all. I even need to see? Yeah, you're like, oh my gosh, what information do I tell each of those? Because I feel that all of these at that point didn't realize how much it was all connected, you know? Yeah. So you're telling a dermatologist, I have all this acne. And then they're like, okay, well, here are these topicals or here's this antibiotic. I'm like, keep the antibiotics away from me for my acne. Like, please yeah. just, but of course, like you start with that and you're trying to find a fix there and it might be wreaking havoc in other areas. 
And you really just feel like you're kind of a lost puppy dog in all of it. So I guess I don't even know if I answered your question in the sense of like, where did I even begin with that? I think it's been trial and error for years of it. I had the same exact experience. Unfortunately, I feel like that's the hardest way to learn, but that's how you understand your body so much more. And even just going back to what you said about the food sensitivity test and like having that data based off of your own body and how important that is, where like you can make a decision now based off of the information that you have. And it's so empowering to be able to be like, okay, now I'm going to make that transition, remove dairy, remove, I think you said it was chicken and eggs were your top two sensitivities, which are like foods that you were eating so consistently. Yes, absolutely. So what did you start to, what did you swap that for? So I started doing, actually, it's crazy how much I've swapped over the years of like, okay, I was doing a lot of tuna and a lot of fish. And then now I've kind of realized to like, maybe even swap that out a little bit more. Like you just learn as you go, I think. And it really should be a wide variety of things. And so I think what I was doing as one of my issues was like eating a lot of the exact same things Mm -hmm. and not having much of a variety of my, even my fruits, vegetables and my protein sources. So I kind of have a wide range of like, I love salmon. I love tuna. I love chicken. I can eat chicken now, actually. I was going to ask you if you added it back in. Yeah, I did. And I actually started going to a functional doctor not too long ago, like months back. And they helped me with an actual elimination diet I already had the information of a food sensitivity, but doing the elimination diet just to see you don't have to cut those out for life. Like dairy and gluten, I probably honestly will keep out for the most part of my diet, but I know from doing that, I can have a little bit of whatever my sensitivities are and say, okay, yeah, I think that is something that still kind of causes issues. But I would say like I can have red meat in moderation, but I don't have a ton of that. I I really do like a lot of of chicken still, yeah. but I do like seafood probably most. Yeah. How about I, you? What are your like main ones? Yeah. So mine was eggs and it was yeah. so hard because I was having a six egg omelet every single morning. Same. And I got my test results back and I was like, what am I going to eat for breakfast? And that was so funny because I usually do, I'll do like chicken sausage and veggies and like quinoa or some form of grain and then avocado for like a healthy fat. And people are like, that's lunch. I'm like, you know what? I'm not eating eggs. So like, I just make it work, whether it's like chicken sausage, sometimes I even have beef in the morning. I'm like, your body doesn't know, you know? So it's like whatever makes you feel best. And when I removed eggs, I was like, wow, I actually do feel so much better. And I'm sure like for you too, I mean, I had some hormonal acne, but it helped my skin too, making those changes in my nutrition. And ground turkey. I can't believe I left out ground turkey. I eat a lot of that, but yeah, no, same. And when you swap those things out, it's almost like, oh, light at the end of the tunnel. You feel like you have some kind of direction. with Right. Right. And another thing you talk about too, which I've spoken about is changing your actual eating habits while you're eating. So I want to know what you changed in terms of your practices while you're eating your meals. Oh my gosh. This is like one of the main things I say to my clients now that I've realized it because I used to eat stressed out. Like you'd never believe it. I would, I was full-time student in college while also being a personal trainer. So I was never home. I would eat while driving. I would like eat in the middle of like studying and just like multitasking and trying to honestly eat as quickly as possible. But I also was just like a stressed out human. So I was eating super quickly. I'd like inhale my food, hardly chew it. And now I try to like not be distracted at all. I try to sit down, like talk, sit, set your fork down while you're at a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. And like actually like 
be able to enjoy your meal and not just try and scarf it down because one, your body doesn't even know if you're hungry still. Your body doesn't know if you should continue eating if you just swallow your food whole practically. And also when you're out to eat with friends and family, if they're eating and you're just mindlessly eating, you will eat past your like hunger cues yeah. pretty often. So I try to do a lot more of like, okay, like let's let my food settle if I'm still hungry, we can eat a little bit more. And like, if I'm not, then, you know, we're good. And also I think that comes with just stress management as a whole in your life rather I than just I completely agree. Food. Yeah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, everyone? I'm Sheena Shea. You may know me from nine seasons of Bravo's Vanderpump Rules, but I'm here to tell you about my podcast called Shenanigans. We talk about everything from reality TV, pop culture, relationships, parenting, and invite you to join the conversations with Q&A sessions where nothing is off the table. There's so much more I want to share with you. Thanks for listening, and make sure to subscribe to Shenanigans to stay up to date with new episodes every Friday. For me, whenever I was dealing with my hormone imbalance, I would get these crazy surges of hunger. So it was like I would go to sit down with my meal and I could not get it to my mouth quick enough. And I would eat so, so fast. And it would feel like I would have like a bag of bricks in my stomach afterwards. I'd be like, oh, why am I bloating? It's because I'm sensitive to these foods. And I'm like, wait, the actual way you're eating sometimes can be just as important as what you're eating. So I think slowing down, chewing your food, making sure you're not in a state of stress, deep belly breaths before you eat, it changes your digestion so much. Another thing is the whole idea of food sensitivity is a very double-edged sword, I think, here. Because if you go into a restaurant and you have a fear of food, or if you're traveling and you have a fear of food, or for goodness sake, if you go over to your parents' house and they're making something and in your head, you're like, my body react so poorly to this, this, and this, and that's what you might have in that food, your brain does some crazy things to the way that your body responds to things. So if you are going into it with a fear that your body is going to respond poorly, it actually will. It will. 
So if you're traveling and you're like, whenever I travel, I, my face breaks out and I gain all this weight and I feel like this and my digestion's all messed up. You're going into it with this, like, honestly, fight or flight mode. You are. I'm so happy you're bringing this up. It's so true, but we don't, all we can think about is in the moment of is worrying what the outcome could be. Cause I was in that constant state of like fear yeah, being like, Oh, I know how I'm going to feel after I eat this. Or I know when I'm traveling that my, my digestion is going to be off. So I think if you go into it with that mindset, you're right. Your brain plays tricks on you. Yeah. And unfortunately those things kind of do end up happening because you kind of trick yourself into it. How do you set your intention now? So now that you like are aware of those things, let's say when you sit down to have a meal that maybe has like dairy or gluten in it, is there something that you do before you eat? Or like when you're traveling, is there a practice that you've put into place so that you aren't in a state of stress? Yeah, I think one thing is vocalizing what you need wherever you are. Like you, it's not dramatic, crazy or high maintenance to say like, okay, let's talk. We'll probably talk more about alcohol, I'm sure at some point. But like, it's almost as if you're out with friends and people seem to think if my friends are all drinking, I need to drink because even if it's not something I want to do, well, I at first almost felt like it was so annoying or high maintenance of me to say I'm gluten and dairy free. I literally will go to a restaurant and I'll say, I can't eat gluten or dairy. What can you give me? Like what options do I have? And that's what I get. And then if I, you know, talk to my friends and family, they all know what I need. But if it's traveling and it's something that it might even just be as simple as like butter in the food or something that I might use to thought that it's going to be reacting or my body would react poorly to, I now will honestly just say like everything is going to be okay. Like we're good. It's not the end of the world. And we know that we can only control so much. So I think just changing my mindset is probably the most of it. And then, yeah, control what you can control. Yeah. And not feeling like you're a burden. Yeah. That these changes that I've decided to make, and I'm sure you can relate to this, have brought so much joy and happiness into your life. So like if you, for me, changing that mindset from like, I'm a burden and all these changes are like taking away from my life. Like they've added so much value to my life. And if you're around people that make you feel bad, I'm going to get new friends. (laughs) Oh, when you watch the way that people respond to it. And that says a lot about the people in your life. Like I would say, you know, like my fiance, my family, all of them, they cater to it so well because they love me so well and they know the way that my, I need it. And so they'll be like, normally they'll make reservations and they'll say, we have one person that's gluten dairy free without me even saying a word. So right. it says a lot about people that you're with for 100%. sure. 100%. Yeah. Where's your nutrition right now? I know you share so many amazing recipes yeah. on TikTok I saw that you made like a perfect protein smoothie. Yes. And I'm like, I need to try that ASAP. So I want to know the recipe. Yes. And then I also want to know pre-workout meal, post-workout meal, like what gives you the most fuel before yeah. your workouts and, and afterwards. Yeah. Okay. The smoothie. Okay. So there's this place called Raw Smoothie Co. Have you gone that? No, that wait. Raw here? Smoothie Co.? Yes. Okay. It's I need to go Tampa. check it out. I'll just plug them really quickly <laughs> okay. because I also fund them. No, I, I actually got into a habit of going there like almost every single day. It's so good. And they just... You can tell that it just tastes like a good, real smoothie rather than a lot of times you'll go places and it just kind of tastes like a fruit juice. Like, smoothie. A, like a smoothie cane yes, situation. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I started going there all the time. I'm like, I know that I can make something like this at home, but it just never tastes as good at home. Yeah. Oh, we perfected it. So I do frozen bananas. That's just like the key to everything. Honestly, like, frozen keep the bananas ice and everything. Out of here. Yes, <laughs> yeah. keep the ice out of it because it makes it so much more creamy. smooth and creamy. Yeah. yeah. 
And then I do chocolate protein powder. I'll do like vegan chocolate protein powder. What kind of protein powder do you like? One Up Nutrition, vegan. I think it's just chocolate. I don't think, it, yeah, I don't think it's like a chocolate milkshake or anything, but I'll normally just do that. Okay. And they have like a banana one, but it was too much banana when too I tried much banana. it banana. So <laughs> chocolate it is. And then I do the Malk brand of vanilla almond milk. So good. Good. No like water ice at all. So, and then I do cinnamon, a little bit of honey. And then I just recently started doing a couple of dates in there to make it a little bit sweeter. Dates I know you do so that. So good and smoothies. It's so I love. good. Oh my gosh. And am I missing something? I, I think it's so simple. Like yeah. it really is so simple. I hope I'm not mix, missing something, but that was like probably the best thing to start making that at home because I was just doing like milk and protein powder a lot of times not or the like the fruity version. But before my workout, I'll normally do like rice cakes and I'll do either almond butter, some blueberries on it with um, hemp hearts and some honey on top. Or I'll even do like a Siggy's dairy-free yogurt and some fruit, honey, kind of the same thing. I feel like we eat the same thing. I feel like that too. Every time (laughs) I see your stuff, I'm like, that's a recipe I need to do. I'm horrible about saving recipes and never doing them. So I need to do that. That's my my New Year's resolution. Start trying new things. I'm going to make that smoothie as soon as I get home. I saw it and I was like, this is right up. It has all my favorite things in it. You need to. And I am more of a, I'm more of like a hearty smoothie girl than fruity. How about you? Same. I need hearty. I want it sweet. I love like the peanut butter, like chocolate combination. Like it needs to be like a milkshake to me. Yes. I'm not a fruity girl when it comes to smoothies. I agree. And then after workouts, I will do, so I always recommend something. I'll do like a little bit of fat before my workout, but I always recommend like some carb and some protein, like a little bit of protein. Definitely want a carb source before I go work out. So that's where like those rice cakes come in and uh, just fast digesting carbs to give you some energy. And then afterwards, try and really make sure I get some protein in. So normally when I get back, I'll either do, um, I'm sometimes like ready for my actual lunch. So that will be like a ground turkey bowl with some veggies and something along those lines. And I will do that. But I really will just try and keep my meals pretty simple and not overcomplicated. I'm not much of like a recipe girl in the middle of the day just because I don't want to have to think too much. Right. And you yeah. just do like what works and stick yes. to it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And you can swap out little things like you can do a bowl with a protein source and then change a bunch and it will taste totally different. Yeah. But you don't actually have to sit there like everyone's like, why? What can I eat? Like, why is it so hard for me to decide what meals to have that are quote unquote healthy? I haven't had a fitness goal in a long time. Mostly it's just been to move my body and to feel good, which will always be priority to me. Mm-hmm. But I'm wanting to grow my booty and just okay. feel stronger. Yeah. So I want to know, like as a beginner to somebody who's starting to build muscle, mm-hmm. what tips do you have? What are your favorite exercises for glutes? And yeah, just give me a rundown on yeah. how I can have the most success yeah, with I the booty growth. I, yeah, girl, I'm all about it. And I think that's so good that you found like the base of your health and fitness journey prior to this, because now you're like, I've got a hang of everything else where that's not all is foreign to now. Like you get to kind of enjoy like the fun part of actually changing like the physical goals that you want and just push yourself in a different way. For muscle growth in general, you need to be eating enough. So I think that's a huge part of it. And that looks different on everyone, depending on what, you know, their metabolism looks like. And also just hunger levels, you don't, and make sure you're eating the right things because obviously like eating enough is such a broad statement, but very similar to what you're eating right now, I'm guessing just probably at a little bit higher volume. So eating a little bit more just to have, you don't want to be in 
a deficit, which I, I don't know exactly like what your day-to-day meals look like, but to put on muscle mass, you need to be eating enough fuel. So that, and then also consistency with your workouts, which I know you've been doing. We talked about that recently where you're like sticking to a consistent plan. Just recently started that. I think that's really good. Not trying to switch it up every week and try and do a bunch of different things exercises wise. I would stick to the same, I would say like four to five very solid workouts in like the base of your lower body days. And you can do probably like two lower body days a week and stick to those exercises for, I don't know, four, eight, even 10 weeks consistently by trying to increase the weight that you're using. Okay. So increasing weight, making sure I'm getting enough food, increasing like food volume. Is there an app that you use to track what you're eating or do you kind of intuitively? I think that that is really good in the beginning to know what you're eating. I use my fitness pal for that. I now have done it for so long. I actually don't track anymore really, unless I need to check in with myself. So if I'm like, oh, am I eating enough? I will track like once a week or so. I used to do it a lot, but it would even be good for you to do like every once in a while on what meals you're having all the time, because then you can know how much you're eating. Because honestly, you probably have no idea. Yeah if you're eating intuitively. So that, and then some really good exercises that you could do. You could do hip thrusts. Love hip thrusts. Yes. You could do some sumo squats. You can do RDLs. You want to make sure that you're also working your upper body to have a proportional physique. So like some reverse lunges. Those are good. Yes. You're doing great. Okay. All right. I feel like I'm starting off on the the right foot then because I feel like Like I said, it's the first time where I'm like, okay, this is my fitness goal. Absolutely. It's good. And I think doing like a four or five day split, which it sounds like what you're kind of doing is really good. So split, if anyone is new to this, it's basically just the way that you break up your workouts with your muscle groups. So for me, I'll do two lower body days, one that is more quad and calf. I really don't have to work out calves that much. Lovely genetics. You've got the best legs in the world. I always used to be like, oh my gosh, my calves, I cannot fit in a pair of high boots. So you have the best legs ever. But that's, that's another thing is it, it's really dependent on the person and thank you. And it's really Mm -hmm. dependent on the person. Like if someone's very quad dominant, you probably don't need to do as many quad exercises, but I'll normally do more of like a quad day and then also do more of like a glute hamstring. And then I'll do back and biceps. I'll do chest and triceps and then I'll do a shoulder day. Amazing. So, okay. Five day split right there. Perfect. Yeah. All right. I'm taking notes. I hope you guys are Take too. Because I also want to talk about too, just like people who are beginners, like how to yeah. gain confidence in the gym if you're starting a new. Oh my gosh. Having structure with anything will help so much. But going into a gym, I think a beginner and even now when I go to other gyms that are not my home gym or go and travel and go to a random gym, I like to jump on the treadmill, walk and scope out the place. Kind of know where everything's at because there's nothing worse than thinking you're like a lost puppy dog around there and like walking around. You're like, I don't even know where anything's at. I'm just going to, you know, go back and do cardio. So I think that's the best way to do it. Look over your plan, watch the exercises. So with mine, I have videos for each exercise to where you kind of know the base information as to what you need to do so that you can kind of just like scope over it go to that, do that exercise. And you can also start in a corner of a gym. Like you don't have to start in the middle where it's very daunting. You can go into an exercise room that's empty. You can like kind of just start small and ease your way into it. But nobody is paying attention to you as much as what you think they are. We all think everybody's everybody's looking at us. Yes. (laughs) Everyone's looking at me, looking at or thinking I'm doing one thing wrong. Like, no, that's not at all. Right. I love that tip. Hop on the treadmill, scope it out, see where you're going to be comfortable, whether it's like in a corner with some dumbbells or, you know, look over your workout while you're walking. 
that's such a good tip. Yeah. And don't be afraid to ask for help. Like if you see someone that's like at a gym, that's personal trainer, I mean, you could ask them and say like, am I doing this right? It takes them two seconds just to kind of have another little eyes on you. Yeah. I love that. And then in terms of consistency, because I feel like motivation is, it's tough. You don't wake up every single morning and feel motivated. So what do you do or what tips do you have to stay consistent with exercise? I think making it fun and making almost like it into a challenge reward type thing for yourself in the beginning until it becomes a habit. I remember one thing that really made it exciting for me is like my best friend used to work out with me all the time. So I was like, I know if I tell you I'm going to the gym <laughs> and I don't show up and you're there, like I, I need to make sure that I follow through that. So that kind of just makes it fun to do it with someone else, have an accountability partner. Also putting on a cute little matching set. Changes the game. Absolutely. <laughs> like it really does though. And you know, no one feels confident going to a gym when you're wearing like a giant t-shirt sweats, like not really, you know what I mean? Like your hair is messy. Like try and have fun with it and put your hair in a cute, fun hairstyle. I know it sounds so goofy, but it's those little things that make such a big difference. And then it becomes second nature to just go to the gym and it's part of your day to day. Just like brushing your teeth. You're like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym or maybe even it's just on a walk. It doesn't always need to be going to the gym. Right. So like knowing when to mix it up, how important is recovery to you? And like, what do your recovery days look like? I think that recently I've gotten a lot better about this because I kind of was a very intense person of where it was just like a all out, like almost run yourself into the ground without realizing it. And just because I was so used to doing it, I used to lift like six days a week, but also do like a decent amount of cardio on the seventh, just because I was so used to doing it. And Mm -hmm. now I'm like, if I wake up in the morning and I feel like my body is so fatigued, I'm not going to put myself through a hard workout. It's only going to make it worse. So I would say having some active recovery days where you're just doing some light walking, some stretching, mobility, and also just resting. Like I was used to sleep like four or five hours a night, every single night for a long time until I finally ditched the whole step activity goal ring. And now I'm, I know that you're into this too, like very much so tracking sleep and paying attention to sleep is huge. Yes. So that I think that you're never going to reach any of the goals that you want to. You're going to be fighting against yourself if you're not recovering at all. I think it's, that's really important to remember because sometimes you have your eye on where you want to be and you could get in your own way if you don't know how to slow down. That was my issue. I thought I needed to be doing like two workouts a day. And I was, everything was so intense to the point where my body was just like, whoa, it was counterproductive for me, you know? Well, that's a good point too, is are you doing exercises that your body likes and appreciates? Because personally hit workouts don't do well for me. Same. And I was like a hit workout. I was doing all the fitness classes, like and nothing against Orange Theory, berries, all of those. I think that there, you know, there's a time and a place for all of them. And if it is something that you enjoy. But for me, when you do that consistently, I felt like it made my body feel, one, I was ravenous. I was so hungry all the time. And then I also felt like I was fighting against myself a little bit, like stress-wise. I can completely relate to that feeling. And I think going back to what you said, it's so important just to see what feels best for your body. Because for some people, it may give them energy. It may make them feel really great. Other people, it may be strength training, but yeah, I had a very similar experience. So like slowing down, listening to my body, sometimes realizing the less is more. Those recovery days are so, so important. And living a more, this is a very broad umbrella statement, but living more of a peaceful life is very new for me, but something that has like changed the game. Like I was very much so, it doesn't matter if I got no sleep, wake up at five, start the day, run until my head hits the pillow. And now I try to be a little bit more of like a slow down, actually enjoy the ride because it's so not worth 
stressing about the unnecessary things. And also I used to think that like stress was kind of hand in hand with success in some way. Yeah. And it's really not. Like a badge of honor. <laughs> yeah, I talk about exactly. this all the time. Like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. I'm so busy. I'm booked. Da, da. It's great. But like, if you don't know how to make time for your wellness and you're not prioritizing yeah. that piece, and if you don't know how to ritualize your routines, which I feel like you're really good at, like that's not success. You know, exactly. success is knowing how to have peace. Success is knowing how to prioritize your health. Yeah. And I think a lot of that's rest. So yes. you have to go through that period of realizing that like, whoa, I'm putting my body through too much. And then yes. you, when you realize how good it feels to like not be stressed and to have that peace, it's like, oh, this is what it's supposed to feel like. And I think productivity, <laughs> it's like, I, I made a uh, video about this recently about like the hustle culture and mm-hmm. just trying to I don't know, be very extreme all of the time. And I talked about productivity. If I was not being productive, I felt like I was wasting my time. Mm -hmm. So even reading a book, I'm like, if this is not something that's like a self-help book telling me all the knowledge, I'm wasting my time. Like I can't just like sit here and enjoy. And like, I didn't know the last time that like I sat down and watched a movie, watched whatever. And being around, even when I was just dating Jay before we got engaged, like he would say to me, he's like, it's okay to slow down. It's actually very necessary too. And I'm what? Okay. <laughs> I didn't know down that they had slow down. Not, that? not in my vocabulary. So it's, oh. um, yeah, for sure. Work in progress. <laughs> yeah. I feel like something you're really good at, which I know I mentioned is ritualizing your routines. And I feel like this is such yes. a good segue into your routines. That's one of the other videos that came across my for you page. If there's anybody that can motivate me to wake up earlier, it's you, but I feel Aww. like waking up early starts with a really good nighttime routine absolutely and setting yourself up for success so I want to know what tips you have that prepare you for an early wake up yes so and this is probably what majority of people who have followed me probably found me through because that was something that I have always loved sharing is like my morning my nighttime routine I love them and a lot of people probably are doing like bits and pieces of the same thing but they're like, oh, I've got to do my skincare. I've got to do this before I get into bed. And I just try and make it almost like my girl time. I throw on a little YouTube vlog. I like to watch that and have something. Just make it like a fun experience to take care of yourself and pamper yourself. And also try to start getting ready like way before bedtime to where I actually started recording it because it kept me off my phone crazy enough. I was like, I like recording it for TikTok. And it was kind of addicting because I'm not sitting there with a screen in my face. Yeah. And if you are on your phone right until bed, you're kind of just like in this stress mode, going to bed, having your mind on whatever you're looking at on your phone. So trying to take the time to like slow down with your skincare, slow down with your shower, drink your, I like love to have my magnesium in a cute cup with a glass straw. And we let, I did that with tea for a long time and it just makes it like I don't know, a fun little self-care spa night, I guess, every single night. Like, yeah, I it's like, like that. finding ways to make the night special yes. or make the habit a little bit more like glamorous yeah. and yeah. fun. What do you do for your nighttime routine to like spruce it up a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I love a little sleepy girl mocktail, yes, a little magnesium, a little tart cherry juice, yes. put it in a wine glass. Yep. I also love, I try to lower screen time too. Like yeah. that was a big thing for me. I took my TV out of my room. So there's no TV that I can't yeah. just like turn on and watch my show. And then I try to put my phone down by 9 p.m. Yeah. The other thing I've done too is I did like this red light setting okay. on my phone where I will turn oh. the screen from like the blue light to the red light. And I didn't it even know helps that was your eyes. Option. Yeah, I'll have to show you how to do it. Yeah, yeah. So I'll do that. Wow. I love tea as well. Like if I'm not doing a sleepy girl mocktail, like a peppermint tea or a spearmint yeah. tea with honey. 
And then, yeah, just like a little wakes up the wall meditation. Yeah. A little lymphatic drainage massage. I know. I need to get better about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, but for me, Meditating, like, that is one I need to work on. Meditating, yeah, I'm not very good at it. But what I'll do is I have this little, oh, it's called like a Dado, I think on okay. Amazon. Or let's say D-A-D-O-W. Okay. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Yeah. And it's like this little light and it projects onto your ceiling and it helps you with breathing exercises. So you watch it and as oh. the light expands... You inhale and then it has it. cool. And I'm like, okay, this is good because I have something else to focus on. Because when I meditate, I'm like, what am I supposed to be thinking about? What am I not supposed to be thinking about? And then I'm just like, I'm not meditating because I'm just thinking thinking about about what I should be thinking about. Exactly. (laughs) Am I doing this right? Yes. (laughs) Which is so funny. But yeah, so that's something I'm working on too. But that light has helped a lot. So I'll send you the link. Yeah, send me the link, girl. But yeah, I think for me too, the same thing is like, how can I make it fun? How can I make this an enjoyable experience? And these are things that make me feel good. You know, like a little red light therapy session. I like putting my eye patches on while I make my mocktail. Matching pajamas. Matching pajamas. Like I know it sounds so silly, but like it really does make a difference. I always say, I'm just a girl. I need a crazy nighttime routine. I need, I need a matching pajama set and a cute (laughs) robe. Like it really does make all the difference. Do you also lay your workout outfit out? before bed. I did do that for a long time. And that does help. If I have a hard time getting myself to the gym the night, if that is something that someone has a hard time with, put your workout outfit the night before out on the dresser because you're going to get up and you're going to put it on. You know what I mean? Like it's sitting there for you. Now I kind of just will go pick out something, but I work out at home. So that's kind of part of it too. Okay. So your night routine is good to go. You're setting yourself up for success the next day. What time do you wake up? And like, how did you become a morning person? Yeah, I, oh my gosh. Do you have a hatch alarm? I, I don't, don't, but oh I feel like I need to get one. gosh, you need one. <laughs> Should yes. I put it on my wish list? Yes, put it on your wish list because this is probably one of the biggest things that I changed. It is like the best to wake up and not have that iPhone alarm. So that helped me a lot. I kind of was forced into being a morning person in college when I started doing personal training because I had an 8 a.m. and I'd start training at 5 a.m. So I would wake up at like 3.45, 4 o'clock sometimes, which is insanity. 3.45, 4 o'clock. Yes, it was insane. So I did that and that would like really kind of force me into it. But then afterwards, I would honestly, I just like being up earlier and going to bed earlier because even if I wake up, let's say at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock, I'm still just as tired at night. Does that make Mm, sense? So like I still start getting tired. I'm not productive once the sun goes down, really. Like I'm just not the type that likes to like work until late at night. So I would wake up early. I'm like, I have so much more day in me, which is so great. And then right now I probably wake up at like 545 or so. I, for a long time, was waking up at like 445, five o'clock for a long time, going and working out before my day started. And now I realize that like, I just need a little bit more sleep than what I needed at that time. So I'll push it back a little bit. And luckily I have the flexibility to do that. Mm -hmm. But I would say having the hatch has helped so much because you wake up to like a sunrise. It almost like imitates a sunrise, even if you're waking up before the sun actually does rise. Which is good for stress because an alarm beeping is like not good for stress levels. So you're starting your day with a little cortisol. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And also try to not work right in the morning. I try Mm -hmm. to kind of like, I'll look at my phone maybe really quickly, but I won't like sit and scroll on anything or start work until after I like have my breakfast and sit down and then start getting ready for the gym. I try to work out first thing in the morning or go on a walk first thing in the morning. Nice. And you're not a workout class girl. You work out at home, right? Sometimes I'll do workout classes. I definitely like have different phases of 
liking them a little bit more. You and I did a Pilates class. Oh, yeah. and oh I my would God. I was sore for a week. For 10 years. Yes. Oh my gosh. I remember I texting know. you and I'm like, can you sit down? Because we need to do that again. We do. We need to go. I back. think that was the last time I did a Pilates. Class. Same. Same. <laughs> I, but I feel good. really good doing that. Yes. And it's a different challenge. So I was also a spin instructor for a while. So I think. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I was a spin instructor in college. So doing a spin class every once in a while is fun to fun. do. I haven't been huge into workout classes lately but I do like them here and there. Sometimes it's fun and motivating because you're around other people and it's yes. also a good way to meet people, yes. especially if you're in a new city. You know? Or something, yes, if you're like kind of know someone and you want to do something with them but don't want to like go out to eat or whatever, go to a workout class and then get coffee after. Yes, like, that's such so a good fun. idea. Yes. Easy. So you work out, you've done your morning routine. What's, what's after your workout? How do you finish up your morning? I will normally just jump in the shower, get out, and then I will eat a little something and start my work day. I also recently got one of those desk things to go on my treadmill. So if I want to like midday, do like a super slow walk, literally like 2.5 speed. I like to do that sometimes while I'm on my computer so that I'm moving a little bit and not just like sitting still all day long. But normally that's when I start my work day and... That's about it. Nothing crazy. Yeah. Your routines are like some of the first content that I saw too. So it's like finding the motivation to like wake up early, especially if you're somebody who hasn't done it is, is not easy. So having those tips and knowing how to ritualize your routines in the evening and set yourself up for success is super important. So this is good as we're obviously starting off the new year to to know, you know, what habits to implement and just to be consistent with them and also give yourself grace as you're making the transition. And it gives you a sense of, I don't, comfort, I guess, when you have the same thing every single night, like, and morning, really, when I have my night routine, if I, you know, start doing my tea, I always considered like my tea almost telling my body, okay, it's time to like slow down. And when you are doing that every day, you're almost programmed to start getting tired, I think. Yeah, it like teaches you know your body. associated with yeah. sleep. Absolutely. So I think that's good. Same with your morning routine. Whatever you're doing every single morning, you're waking up around the same time every day, your body's like, okay, I'm used to this. This yeah. is normal for me. Yeah. Yeah. I also want to talk about too managing stress because I feel like that's yes. such a huge thing. I know we've talked about rest and sleep, but you have so much going on in your life right now, which we're going to get into. I want to know what tips you have for managing stress in general. Obviously, you have your wedding coming up. Yes, You're oh launching an amazing collection, which oh I can't gosh. wait to try. But yeah, how have you managed just like work-life balance and everything yeah. that you have going on in life right now? This has been whew, the busiest <laughs> year of my life. It really has. And so many amazing things that I really have not wanted to like slow down in any aspect of it, I guess. But setting boundaries has been huge because I really have tried to learn how to shut work off at a certain time. And I know a lot of people can relate to this now that a lot of people work at home, but it is really easy to just work until late hours of the night and then go right to bed. And so having that time where I can like relax, hang out with Jay and like actually just be present in my life and kind of just debrief about the day and wind down and having some silent independent time is really big for me. Like I need some time to just like chill in the room by myself and maybe that's reading, maybe that's Pinterest. I really do love like doing something mindless, like going on Pinterest for my stress. That's not a productive type of a thing. But during this season, I think having a lot of organization has helped me a lot. Thankfully, with the wedding planning, Jay is like very go with the flow. He's like not stressed about hardly anything ever, which helps me kind of like when I get stressed about crazy things, it kind of brings me back to to earth. Like, okay, he'd be stressed if it was really that big of a deal. He'd probably (laughs) also be like, you know, pulling his hair out a little bit. But 
I have learned to say no a lot more lately to things that just are going to drain my energy. And if you make plans and you realize like this is going to stress me out more than enjoying it, I'm like, hey, I'm going to have to rain check. I'm going to have to schedule this for another time. Have a calendar for that and put it on there and still make time for your friends and family, of course, but know that you're not letting people down by showing up and right not showing up if you're just going to show up and get more stressed out, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. Like if you have something on your calendar, like you said, that you know is going to cause you stress, you're mm-hmm. doing yourself and that person a favor by yes. rescheduling and finding a time where you can be more present and not yeah. be thinking about everything else you have to, yeah. to get done. And with social media being part of my job, I realized that I needed to kind of back off a little bit of this need to post a certain amount each day or this need to do certain amount of brand deals or a certain amount of content at all times and just realize like what I need to put majority of my energy to. Yeah. And I know you talked about too, um, you know, how you and Jay are different. I want to know a little bit more about the dynamic of your relationship and how you prioritize wellness and yeah. how important it was for you to find a partner that has that same love for, yeah. for overall well-being. Oh my gosh. I think that we have like a good balance of me being very high energy and him being very like mellow, go with the flow. We kind of, we balance each other out in that sense because we met actually at the gym, obviously. So when we met at the gym, I knew, okay, he's clearly a morning person because he's here every single day. He clearly Wait, can likes you to tell work them out and super take care quick of him. How you guys yes. met? Yes. Okay. okay of course. <laughs> we need so this you know, story. but they all know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we met at the gym a couple of weeks after I moved to, I mean, it really was not long after I moved to Florida. So when I had gotten here, I stepped foot in, it was actually LA fitness needed a gym membership. And I saw him one day and I was thinking, Oh my gosh, he's so cute. I thought he was a lot older than me, but I saw him a couple of times and we kind of would just like smirk at each other a little bit, like kind of just like Give smile, eyes, whatever. Exactly. I'm like, Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> and then one day I was doing a wall sit matter of fact, and he was at the bench next to me and he like sat his weights down and just like sat there and I'm thinking okay this is strange turns out he was waiting for me to get out of the way for him to put his weights back or like get new weights or something like that and then I like took my headphones out I'm "I'm so sorry I was like sitting here taking my sweet old time in your way and then we just rattled off questions at each other talked our ear off and then from then on we would just like kind of make small talk every time we saw each other before so cute and he talked about how he played football in college so like I knew he liked sports. He played sports. And a lot of times if you have played sports, you have some sort of like structure and routine that you're used to. So once we started actually like getting to know each other, I realized that he was very, very similar to me in the sense of what he prioritizes with his health. And it's very attractive when you are around someone who cares so much about like what their body needs and how to feel better and how to take care of themselves. It really is. Yeah. I'm in a new relationship, which you know about. And it's like, it is, it's so great to find somebody who shares that same love for it. And it makes it more fun. Like for example, if you want to do a little evening routine together or wake up and work out together, like it's so fun to have that person that you get to do those things with. Right. And so we went for, I'd say a year and a half, went to the gym every single time together. We would just go ride together to the gym and that right there will hold you accountable. Yeah. And if I would like, there was no question on if I was like, I don't want to go on a night walk. We'd go on a walk every night together. Like that was just like part of our routine and still is like now we obviously live together. So like going on walks and just holding each other accountable 
and eating at home. We eat at home all the time and it's not a, oh, we're on the run. Let's just like go eat out and kind of just like eat whatever. We both have very similar eating styles and eating habits. And too, it's just a fun way to spend time together. Cooking together is so much fun. Going on evening walks, you can talk about each other's days. Like it is a fun way to just bond and spend time together. Yeah. And he is very like all about my, what I prioritize. So I have not really drank even before being with him. But I remember that being kind of like a, oh gosh, like starting a new relationship and going out with his friends and stuff. Am I going to be like that buzzkill who doesn't like to drink? But it's just normal for him. Like he just supports anything that I am going to prioritize. So Yeah. And a person that loves you and wants to see you happy, they're going to know the habits that make you happy and they're going to support you in those decisions. So I feel like that's how you know you found a good one as well. When someone's like, you know, you're not drinking. Okay. Yeah. That makes you feel good. Like I'm not going to do anything, but support you for that decision. Yep. Yeah. So I love that you found a good one. Same with you, girl. He seems like he's a good one. He He really does. Yeah. We got to go on a double date. We should do. (laughs) And they seem similar to each other actually. Yeah. They seem very similar. No, I've been saying that about you two. You guys seem like you guys have the exact same life going on. When I watch Y'all have been doing some routines together. Okay, wait, I have to tell you like how we connected. This is so funny. So I made a video about dating on TikTok and people were tagging him because I was like, oh, I just moved to St. Pete. He's obviously in St. Pete. And they're like, you have to meet. Oh, realized you guys were so similar. And I I know when somebody tags a guy on my videos because hey girls. We're for the girls. Yes. My page is for the girls. Your page is for the girls. Like guys, what are you doing here? If you're watching our video for longer than two seconds, like, sorry, but gotta go. Um, Unless. Unless. (laughs) Your name starts with a J. Yeah. Wait, really though? Okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Anyway, so somebody tagged him in one of the videos and then I was like, oh, yeah, that's who you are. Yeah. <laughs> He's cute. So it's funny because like my TikTok community yeah. connected us, which is hilarious. How awesome though. I know. I mean, they know us so well just yes. from watching us consistently that I think that they kind of pick up on what would fit seamlessly I in know. your life, which I know. is cool. Such a full circle moment. But yes. yeah, I, and I want to know too, because like the wedding is coming up. Is everything going well with wedding planning? Are you enjoying it the is. process? Oh, yeah. I've loved it. So We have our like design meeting next week, actually, which is going to be pretty cool, like going over all of like the nitty gritty details of the wedding and we get married in August. So it's going to be here before you know it, like that is going to come quick. So we'll be able to figure out like the catering and all of that. But I went and did wedding dress shopping in New York, which is so much fun. I know it was so special to get that and have my family there with me. And then also like doing all of the different like bridal party stuff has been fun. And honestly, like I talked to Jay going into this that we just were going to enjoy this process. It can be really stressful. And we also are like completely financing it ourselves. Like we're doing all of the financial side of it. And we have gone back and forth thinking this is really expensive and really stressful. I think that we need to make sure we actually enjoy it. And that's for everyone. I mean, whether you're paying for it or not, like a lot of people, even if you have help from your family with your wedding, if you're going to go into this and you are going to stress yourself out to not even enjoy your wedding day, why even have that? It's supposed to be a moment for you and your significant other. And so we both said that we were not going to ruin this by needing it to be perfect. So that has helped my mindset a lot because, and I was telling you this too, Mm -hmm. when we were on a walk, I thought I want everything to be perfect all the time. I want to control everything about this. 
But honestly, no one's going to notice if the napkins are not the way I thought they were. And I think that that has helped me a lot. And I've loved it. I haven't had, honestly, any stress about the wedding planning. That's incredible. Of course, it's going to come in waves. I've loved all the wedding content so far, and I can't wait to see everything else. But yeah, I think that's... I think that's such a good mindset shift because the day is for you, you know, and I think if you spend your time worrying about making it perfect for everybody else, you're taking away from how special it is. So, and I am having, or we, I should say, are (laughs) having a pretty, my wedding, (laughs) our wedding is pretty small. So that has helped too. We made some decisions to just like, we don't need anything crazy and extravagant. We just want it to be special and want it to be with our friends and family. So I think getting rid of like the whole standards of what everyone, because you look on social media and you're like, these weddings are craziness and like 400 people at their wedding. I mean, you don't even know that many people that closely where you would be probably worried about everyone else on your wedding day. Yeah, Nope, it's our wedding day. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And I have a pretty small like circle of friends. So I feel like when that time comes, I'll probably go for the smaller, more intimate route as well. Like I want to spend time with everyone at the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited for you. The other thing I want to talk about is obviously we are now in the new year. I want to know about any of your new year's resolutions, wellness habits that you are taking into this new year with you or wellness habits that you're leaving behind or just anything that you're wanting to achieve this year. I am recently into trying new things and that has been fun. So just recently in the last couple months went and did zip lining in Hawaii and did ATV rides and did, honestly, I've never been to Hawaii in general, but I am just trying to try new things and get out of my comfort zone. I know. And I, if you know me all whatsoever, which you do, I'm very much so a comfort zone girly. So doing these things, like it really does show me that there's a life outside of my comfort zone and that's fun. So going into the new year, I want to kind of prioritize that and have more fun and do cool things, you know? I love that. Yeah. And you've been traveling so much and I think you have done such a good job finding that balance because I know when you're Mm -hmm. exercising and prioritizing nutrition, it's really hard to do that when you're traveling, but you seem like you've done it seamlessly. I want to have some time to explore and travel and be adventurous and and try new things that way. Maybe we need to travel together. I I know. Seriously though, because I, growing up, we didn't travel that much. I don't know if you did. So no, it's I didn't really travel cool. that much with my family. And we both lived in like places that are not. <laughs> yeah, Wait, Michigan, right? Yes. Michigan and Indiana. Yes, I know. Seriously. So trying new places, trying new food, going to new places. That's definitely on both of our hit lists. The era of doing new things. I know. And adventure. for it. Let's do it. I love it. Oh, well, it's been so much fun to have you on. It's been so awesome. It flew by. I too. know. There's something about us. We can chat each other. Oh, honestly, this could have been a two hour episode. Like Truly. we're saving your ears because yes. <laughs> we could talk for another hour. Oh my gosh. Oh, I adore you so, so much. You have the best you. energy. Aww. You bring so much value into the space. You show people how to make wellness fun and you're just a ball of sunshine. So such an honor to be on (laughs) here. And it's just been so awesome. And also, I just want to thank you for being, it was, it's been great having you come into my life and realize that there's just people that you deserve friends that have very similar interests to you, very similar priorities to you. And that will support you no matter what you're doing. Aww. So thank you. Because you always, so you were the first person to hype me up with all my, all my things going on. And same with you. I love talking about all the things that you have going on too. Yeah. So. It's so much fun to connect on socials. And yes. then when you get to actually spend time together in person, yes. it's like, oh, friendship is blossoming and you are exactly the person you are online is who you are in person and I love that because you don't always see that so adore you you. thank you for coming on Bye. bye guys bye thank you so much for listening and hanging out with me today 
you can catch a new episode of Wellness Her Way every Monday. I want to hear from you, so please subscribe, leave a review for this podcast, and let me know what you thought of this episode. Be sure to follow at Wellness Her Way Podcast on Instagram to connect with me and send in all the questions and topics you'd like to hear about. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of this amazing community. I'll see you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.